This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So right now, the most popular subject in the world is AI, artificial intelligence, about how it's progressing at such a rapid rate, the effect that it's going to have on society and our everyday life and, and, and whatnot. Of course, like anything else, that means it also relates to the market. And well, the hottest thing on the street right now are not AI stocks, but stocks that are related to AI stocks. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about how you can approach that from an investment standpoint and why now may not be the best time to buy. Yeah, the question is, what's next? What is the next hype thing? Usually it's replaced by something else. What's the new thing that's going to come in? Some people got to put their reckless investors need to put their money somewhere. It's it's going to be it's going to be I, again, I, I think it's going to be the computer chip hype. You know what I would love to see, Bobby? I shouldn't say this, but this is as an investor, you have to get used to kind of like being the guy. Um, it was funny. I was talking to someone. I was talking to someone the other day. I, I did a trading coach podcast and. I was telling him kind of an old story about how I used to gamble and how like trading helped my gambling because gambling is nothing. I mean, we, like, so we are gamblers as traders. Does that make sense, guys? Like we are gamblers. Like I, I used to get like offended by the word like, oh, trading is nothing but gambling. But if you look at the definition of gambling, like we, we are gambling and gambling has a negative con- connotation to it. But gambling only has a negative connotation to it because most people are bad gamblers. They are, they're on the other side. Like if, if you can imagine a line in the middle of like gambling with the edge and gambling without the edge, right? Most people are on the side with gambling without the edge, right? So like they're gamblers, but they're in a losing position, right? We are gamblers, um, but in a positive, positive position. I actually got this, I, I had this, this paradigm shift when I read, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was Hedge Fund Market Wizards, one of the Market Wizard books where it was a professional gambler that got basically, he was so good at gambling, he got banned from like every casino. So he went to trading and he said, hey, this is the same thing, but I can't get banned here, right? Um, and he wasn't, he wasn't cheating. He was just really good at like, he was a blackjack guy. And, you know, he knew his, you know, he, he knew the odds and stuff like that. And, and you know, he, when you get good enough, the casino doesn't like you in there. So he went to trading. And that made me realize that we are gamblers, but he's, he's, we're, he, we're gambling with the edge, Right? So when I, 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 when I became a trader and I learned about money management and position sizing and trading and uh, edge and consistency, I became a better gambler. Now, I never had the edge in, in actually gambling in the casino because there are no games like aside from, I guess, poker, I guess you can say. There, there are no kind of house games where you can have the edge because that doesn't make sense from a business. But I played the game where I believe the edge was most in my favor, which I think was there might have been one more game other than craps, but craps maybe had the the best odds or the second best odds to to win. And I played it in a very smart way, in a very consistent way. And it was funny because the 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 people that worked the table, they hated us because they knew exactly what we were doing. They hated us. Right? 
Now, the one thing about blackjack, Brendan, is that it's also dependent upon other people as well. That's the one thing that kind of makes it a little bit weird. So that's why I went from from uh, blackjack to craps, because blackjack, if you get someone that doesn't know what they're doing and they 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 take cards that they're not supposed to take, you know, quote unquote, then it messes things up. Craps was completely individual, which which was cool. Um, but it might have been blackjack. It might have been something. Something else. Yeah, you sit, sit next to the dealer. Yeah, I did that. But that's back when I was per that person that would like screw everyone. Um, but like, yeah, the, the people that worked at the table, they hated us because they knew exactly what we were doing. You know, they try to convince you, hey, fire bet 10, 10 to 1. We're like, nah, uh, just put me on uh, 6, 8, and 4. <laughs> oh, do this, do this, do this, snake eyes. Just put me on uh, 6, 8, and 4. Um, and they knew we were playing the, the right way. It was slow, methodical, and... and if you hit, we had to wait for the hot roll. We'd get the edge. But it, it was a, a, a strategy my, my friend had was something called playing the, the, the don't pass line. And basically, playing the don't pass line is you're betting on everyone else losing. So you're betting on like a seven to be rolled before another number is going to be rolled. And, and seven is the number with the most odds. That's why seven is, is uh, you crap out if you roll a seven. Because if you, if you look at two dice, right, seven, the number seven has the most chances of being hit, right? You can get a, a one and a six, you can get a two and a five, you can get a three and a four, right? And then all the way back down the ladder. So that's why seven is that magic number. So that's why it craps you out. You lose all your money if, if you roll seven. But he would do something called the don't pass line where if a seven was hit, he would make money when everyone else lost. Now, the problem that with that is in a, in a casino, you're staring at everyone else and you're trying to stop yourself from feeling happy because you made money, but everyone else lost and everyone hates you and stuff like that. But in investing, we should have a similar mindset, right? I always talk about investing. The best lesson my first mentor gave me was just do the opposite of everyone else. When everyone else is, is zigging left, you better zag right. When everyone else is talking about buying, you better sell. So we look at the current condition right now. And we know that the most the, the most trending topic right now is is AI, right? Artificial intelligence, the surge, it's the next. I, re I read off a thing about it yesterday. It's the next best thing, big thing. It's going to be used, right? So you look at AI and you think about all these new devices or whatnot that are going to be made and 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 created to use this AI. And you look at like computer chips. So then you look at different computer, you know, companies that make computer chips. So you talk about NVIDIA, AMD, there's like there's a million of them out there. Right. And you can get an idea like, hey, if there's going to be a if AI is this big fish and the computer chips are needed to create this big fish. Right. Or moving with this big fish, then who are the companies that are going to create the thing that is moving with this big fish? And you get down to these companies and. There's going to be, I mean, there's already a massive rush on it, but there's going to be a massive rush on it once it becomes more public. Some of it's public already. Um, again, NVIDIA had the big news that they're worth a trillion dollars or something stupid. I don't know what came out the other day, but something. And there's going to be a, people are going to read that. And then they're going to start looking for all the other companies similar to it. And they're going to buy, 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 right? Does that make perfect sense? Perfect sense? It, you're going to, you're going to hear about it on the news and everyone's going to rush and they're going to call their person and be like, hey, Get me some investments investments in this. And there's going to be this massive rush. And we also know that when we see a massive rush, we're going to see prices continue to go up, go up, go up, go up. And everyone's going to be happy because they're going to be making money. But that doesn't last forever. 
right? And we won't even talk about manipulation and, and stuff like that. But at some point, we're going to hit a recession, right? Because it, it's, it's cyclical, right? At some point, we're going to hit a recession. And we're going to hit a recession and things are going to crash and people are going to panic. And they're going to start losing all the money that they invest. Not all the money, but they're going to start losing some of the money that they invested. And that's going to cause them to panic. And they're going to rush out of positions. And things are going to tank, right? Now, the question is, when things are tanking in the stock market, and this was the same thing we did with oil during the recession, or the, uh, the COVID, the COVID. If things are going to tank, does that change the outlook on AI? If we hit a recession, does all of a sudden, we're not, we're not going to use artificial intelligence anymore. We're going to go back to caveman days, right? Like, no, that, that still exists. Just like when COVID came and they were giving away oil, paying you to take oil. That's like people thinking, oh, man, we're never going to use oil again. Like, wait a minute. Like, don't be dumb. Right? So that's when you pounce. You don't necessarily pounce right now. You, 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 you set values. You see what these different companies look like and you see which ones are the best, what prices they're at, how they move. You do your research now and you make your wish list and you keep your wish list, right? And then you wait, especially since we're, we have to be so close to a recession. I shouldn't say that. Last time I said that, it was like seven years later. <laughs> I was like, we have to be. <laughs> and then like the next year, we have to be even closer. And I, I kept saying it for seven years. It never came. Um, but at, at some point, right, you, you can start, you know, uh, filling up your war chest with your reserve funds and you have your list, right? So you, you, you have your list, you have your ammo, your artillery, and then you wait. And when things get cheap, you, you know what they're worth when they're at their best. And then you can see what they're worth when they're discounted. And then you can gauge how much profit is likely to be made. Because most likely when things come back to normal, it's going to go back up to its original price, if not more. So now you can see, hey, this thing is worth 125 per share. I'm now buying it for 80. There's about $40 in here that I can move. Or hey, this thing's worth 300 per share. It tanked all the way down to $100. Now there's $200, right? And then you can make smart decisions and, and see which ones you want to, which one or ones you want to invest on and which gives you the best kind of risk reward opportunity, which gives you the best potential. But we can't fall into that hype of like, oh, panic. Let's go wild. Whether it's going panicking, going wild, like I'm going to miss out now. So I got to I got to buy right now while the prices are at its highest. Right. Like what is NVIDIA? Um, NVDA? NVDA? Um, nope. NVDA? There we go. I typed it in wrong. Right. You're looking at NVIDIA at $425 a share. Well, you don't want to buy it at $425 a share when it just gapped from 300, do you? No, no, you don't. Right. That's dumb. You're buying it at its max. So wait. Wait and see what happens. If it goes back down to 300, you can buy. You can do another one like AM Advanced Micro Devices, AMD, right? Gapped up to 130 from 110. Okay, well, this is a little cheaper option. What if we go back down to, to 100? What if we go back down under 100 to the 90s, to the 80s, right? So but you start doing the research now so that you can benefit later. And when everyone else is kind of having FOMO now and rushing to get in, you're preparing. And then later when everyone 
is fearful and rushing to get out, now you're starting to kind of gauge, and this is where you would use your technical analysis, going off the conversation we had earlier about fundamentals and technical analysis. Now you would use your skill of technical analysis of looking at different indicators in your chart, looking at different price levels on your chart, looking at different candlestick formations on your chart, right? We did that with uh, oil. Darren did that with Ford, where we saw a triangle pattern form at the bottom of Ford. This was in 2020, right? 2020, right? Oh, look, notes are still on the chart for you guys that are seeing this. Um, and we knew that this is a breakout pattern. And what did it do? It freaking broke out because that's a technical symbol. But it was fundamental analysis that told us, hey, we're tanking, we're tanking, we're tanking. Okay, now we're consolidating. This could be the, the shift, right? This could be the end of that selling and the shift that we move on to. And then boom, we break out. This is why I wish, man, I wish I knew about technical analysis when I was an investor. I wish because I made some really good calls but my, my entries and exits were all random. I just got in like, oh, it feels like a nice price, buy, right? Just because it, it looked like a nice price. I had no rhyme or reason for buying or selling. If I knew how to read a chart and I can actually pinpoint areas, because like a lot of the time I would buy at the highs and then like it would drop like 10% and then like it would go up higher and I'd still make money. But like, like what, if, what if I didn't do that? What if I got in at a cheaper price? I could have bought more because I didn't have a lot of money. I could have bought more than five shares or, or, or 25 shares, whatever I was buying. So, yeah, when others zig, we zag. And especially in this time and day, this is, this, is, this is an investment kind of opportunity that I have my eyes on heavily. Because especially if we are going to be in for a little relief in the market, I, I think you're going to get some amazing discounts. Hope you enjoyed this show. I'm sure at some point we're going to revisit this subject, especially as times change and those opportunities start to open up. So make sure you stay tuned. If you're new to the show, make sure you take that 10 episode challenge. So that means listen to 10 random episodes of the Trading Coach podcast. Or if you're new-ish and you already love the show, but you kind of don't feel like going through 800 episodes, remember you can search for specific topics by just typing in the Trading Coach podcast blankety blankety blank and i'm sure a few episodes will come up answering any questions that you have about trading